I'll be by later to pick up a couple oxycodone from you. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They've decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to us all. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right, looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? Welcome to the Luke and Rory Facebook Live yeah. Show. Holy crap. Who's that guy right there? That's Luke. He's here. He's on time. Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> and when I mean on time, he's late like we normally are. So <laughs> good morning, we Mary. Are, uh, we're on Luke. We're on time for Luke and Rory time. Oh, yeah. there we go. There we go. There we go. Oh no. Oh man. So in case you guys haven't heard, uh yes, we uh we dedicate that song to Governor Jay Inslee. Because I read last night that they are going to stop serving liquor at restaurants and bars at 10 p.m. starting tonight. We've solved the coronavirus, everybody. That is the key right there. We've solved it. And we've lost Luke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The gerbils out in Weaver Woods were a little concerned about them this morning. You see, here's the problem. Luke and his family went on a vacation for the past week. And the problem is, is we think the gerbils out there in Weaver Woods, we think those gerbils got a little lazy out there. And so when Luke told them this morning, hey, gerbils, we need you to fire up the Wi-Fi. I think the gerbils got a little fat and lazy while they were gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's it's, going it's on. Either Jay, it's either Jay Inslee or it's Mark Zuckerberg. It's one of the two. They're out to get us this morning. He came in better in Arkansas. Uh, he came in better in Arkansas. I know, right? So um, it's the house thing, dude. Still not working? <laughs> uh, you're working. You're working. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, you know what the gerbil, you know what Luke is using the gerbils for? Uh, Mary says, and I am sure the protests are going to stop serving the protests are going to stop serving the Kool-Aid at 10 too, right? Right. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. How you, you feeling me? out there, man? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. I'm considering, dude, it's messing up. I'm considering relocating in this. Yeah. You, can re re you can relocate outside. It's gorgeous out there. Yep. Carry it for five. I'll be right back. All right. All right, everybody. Well, good morning. 
Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Auntie Donna. Good morning, Beller. Good morning, Ed O'Grady. Good to see you guys here. Luke is going to relocate because uh, the Wi-Fi does not reach the bedroom. So nonetheless, what I'll do is I'll vamp. I'll wait for him to show up. Uh, I posted something on Saturday on my Facebook page. Uh, it has to do with Cow Cowboy Kent Rollins. And if you had a chance to see it and you saw what happened, uh, we had a funny little incident happen on Saturday where I just, here's the thing. I was looking for something to watch on YouTube. I was mindlessly just sitting there for a little bit thinking, man, I just want to find something to watch. And I thought, well, coffee. I love coffee. So I'm going to go ahead and look up something about coffee. So I just typed in coffee into YouTube and I'm sitting there watching it. And all of a sudden I run across this one video called Cowboy Coffee. And I'm thinking to myself, I'll give it a spin. I'll watch it. So it was Cowboy Kent Rollins, and he was showing you how to make cowboy coffee. And let me tell you, for those 15 minutes, I was mesmerized. I wanted to visit Cowboy Kent in Oklahoma. The way he was showing how to make cowboy coffee inspired me, totally inspired me to the point where <laughs> I grabbed my French press, which honestly, this is not a, uh, this is not a kettle, <laughs> but I grabbed my French press. And I made cowboy coffee the best I could with a French press without using the screen. So stinking cool. So if you have never heard of cowboy coffee, basically you just, you put water in a kettle and then you put the cowboy or you put, <laughs> put the cowboy, you put the grinds on top of the water and you just let it boil and you just let it, you let the bo boiling motion uh, mix up everything. You do that for a few minutes and then you set it off to the side and Here's the trick, and I did not know this, and maybe you guys know this, and, and I'm just new to the party, but he took about a quarter cup of water, cold water, and poured it around the edge on the inside, and then poured it into the middle, and he said, that's what helps the grinds drop to the bottom, and I'm like, come on, it can't be that simple, so I watched a couple more videos after that, because I'm thinking, this guy, is he legit? How many other people are doing it like this? And I found a couple of different uh, hiking videos and camping videos and everybody was doing the same thing. And I thought, I'd never heard of this before. You can actually put cold water on the top and it helps drop the grinds to the bottom. So I did it on Monday. On Monday, I fired up the old French press. I put the uh, the hot water in there. I put the, the grinds in there. And then I just let it sit. For, I let it sit for 10 minutes and then I took a quarter cup of water and I just poured it around the edges and then around the top and I wait about another five minutes. I come back in the kitchen, I pour myself a cup of coffee, nice and slow, pour myself a cup of coffee. First, the first cup I poured had no grinds in it whatsoever. Pfft, blew my mind, could not believe it. So there's another aspect to this that I didn't realize and I guess when you pour the water in there, it kind of, it breaks a little bit of the acidity of the coffee. The coffee tastes smooth. It tastes like there's something in here, but it's just regular old black coffee. And I freaking love that. And the funny thing is I have nobody talking to me. I have nobody sharing anything with me. So I could just be talking into my camera. Uh, Luke may have already started the another show for all I know. Uh, let me take a look here. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh boy. Oh boy. Day's already beginning. <laughs> uh, has anybody else had? Has anybody else made cowboy coffee before? Has anybody else done that? Oh, he's, joining. he's joining. He's joining. So 
I just spent the last five minutes talking about cowboy coffee. You have to go back and you have to go back and listen to the podcast later, dude. I'm gonna be a little dark. You're not gonna see me, but it is what it is. I gotta be close to the Wi-Fi, dude. I was like a kid meeting Mister Rogers on Saturday, watching those videos by Cowboy Kent Rollins. Yeah, dude, I was ready to to load up the wagon and move to Oklahoma. <laughs> Yo, you're ready to load up and move somewhere. We know that. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man. Um, Arkansas wasn't bad. So near the Ozarks, that wasn't bad at all. So you can hear. Yeah. Well, well, welcome. Welcome back to the great state of Washington. Uh, how was the trip? Well, that's one of those things. Good morning, Ed O'Grady. Good to see you on here, buddy. Um, that's one of those things that I was all excited to go home until I like got on Como News on the way home last night. And I was like, crap, I'm going home to that. Never mind. Um, but uh, <laughs> there was no turning back. The plane tickets were already bought and paid for. So um yeah, the trip was great, man. It was um, it was good to see good to see Rachel's dad and stepmom, and um, we got to be on the lake for. I mean, we were on the lake the whole time because, you know, it's COVID vacation, so it's not like mm-hmm. we're going out to the theme parks and having dinner every night. So we just, uh, I didn't actually leave their house the entire time. So, seriously, seriously, didn't leave once. Wow, we showed up. Um, good lord, dogs. Um, we showed up on Wednesday night, uh, late afternoon, and I never left until last night or yesterday when we left to come home. Wow. So, wow. I, I knew you had mentioned that you were, you guys had thought about going to Oklahoma, but you ended up just staying there the whole time, huh? Yeah. I mean, we drove through, it was kind of cool for the kids cause they wanted to check off some States on their, uh, uh, on their state. So we got to check off in Missouri and Arkansas, Oklahoma isn't far. Um, but, um, dude, my dogs, we're just going to hear them apparently probably because my son's over messing with them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, uh, Oklahoma's only a couple miles from where we were at, but we just never, we never ventured, dude. We went on the boat, pulled the kids on the tube, the water there, the lake water is like warm bath water. It's unbelievable. Like, I mean, it was just unbelievable. It was so warm. And so, I literally spent hours every day just floating around in the water, <laughs> like half passed out. Just so um, it was, uh, it was really nice. And we watched, uh, dude. I had never seen John Wick before, but my father-in-law is like John Wick, like he knows everything John Wick, like he could run the museum. So I watched John yeah. Wick one, two, and three, three nights in a row um, with him. So I'm all caught up on John Wick and his uh, his dealings around the world. That guy's a bad man, Jamma. So we're good there. Yeah. Um, well, we don't, don't mess with this dog. That's for sure. Don't mess with this dog. Oh, dude. Don't, yeah. Don't push, don't push that button. So it was a good time, <laughs> dude. Uh, you know, my father and I, my father and I get along really good. We're kind of cut from the same cloth. So we had some cigars and whiskey and uh, hung out and chatted a lot. And the kids played and it was good, man. It was good. It's good to be home too, but it's always good to get away for a little so, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. How was yeah, the man. trip? How was the trip back? Um, trip back was a walk in the park, and as a matter of fact, I'm gonna tweet out later, um, just to be really nice, to give a shout out to um, Alaska Airlines. We did a actually. To be fair, um, I got to give a shout out to American on the way there. We flew American on the way there, um, and I hadn't flown American in probably 15 or more years. Um, they were great. 
they were really good. Um, and when we landed in Arkansas, as Maverick is getting off the plane, the pilot grabbed him and brought him up into the cockpit and showed him everything and got we got pictures of him like flying the plane. Um, oh. <laughs> he was dude beside himself, and they're like, "What's his name?" And I'm like, "Maverick." And they were like, "Oh, dude, you have to be a pilot, like you know." <laughs> so um, that was um, that was good. I don't know what they are barking at. <laughs> they're communicating. Uh, yeah, good lord. They're like they're home. Um, so um, that was good. And then on the way back, we flew Alaska. Alaska's policy right now is every other seat. So for six of us, we had three rows with the middle seat open on every row. So oh. it was dude, we had like the whole middle seat set up with like snacks and, you know, art stuff for the kids. And um, the flight was four hours pretty much on the nose from gate to gate. Um, you know, kids were watching movies. I tried to watch a movie. I wanted to watch Jojo Rabbit over four hours with the kids. I got 17 minutes into it. It was great. So I'm imagining how good it is from that point on. Um yeah, dude, it was, yeah, you can't, you know, parents don't get to watch movies on flights, so we're just constantly taking care of Maverick and, and Joss, but it's all good, dude, it was a great trip, it's good to be home, weather's beautiful here, um, it, it, uh, it reignited, I don't know if it say reignited, but it, again, so what does that say, Alaskan is always pretty safe bet, glad to hear American treated you well, yeah, dude, it was good, uh, dude, Ed, you're back in Washington yesterday as well, oh, Dude, beers on me, Ed O'Grady. Beers on me. It's been far too long. Congratulations, by the way, are in order, and we appreciate you, sir. Ed O'Grady has retired out of the military. So my old old friend wow. Ed, from growing up, he retired and he's home. And congratulations, man. Thank you for all that you did um, to serve the country. So, um, yeah. Good morning, Ryan Aker. You're watching the Ake Show. But yeah, it's good to be home. It's good to get. I, you know, you know when you're gone. We've talked about this before. I have a list of like a million things I want to do now with work and home, you know, and you know, around the house and all this kind of stuff that you're kind of aching to do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's good, man. Well, it's good, good to have you back, man. Uh, we had some hot weather earlier, earlier this week or late last week. And I thought, man, you picked the wrong time to leave, but uh, apparently you brought it back with you. So thanks. I know we were looking at, it's funny. It, it's working out. Cause right when we were leaving Arkansas, there are thunderstorms are rolling in. And it was cooling down from the mid nineties um, and they were getting thunder and lightning and then we're coming here and it's, it's beautiful. So we're just, uh, you know, excited uh, to be back and leave again in a week and a half. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, be live is being a, is being a pain in the butt. And mm -hmm. so this might be the last time we use be live uh, because I see that we've have a ton of comments here while I was yeah. talking and sharing stuff. Uh, Charles says, long time guys. Good morning. Mary says, yeah, you're Grinds is the verb. Grounds ate ate the result. <laughs> grounds are the grounds are the result. Sorry, yeah. Mary. Uh, Josh says top or bottom bunk. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Donna says use a small strainer to hold to hold keep the grounds out. Uh, you mentioned Ed, Auntie Donna, John Wick is awesome. Uh, yeah. So, dude, just real quickly, um, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. I was introduced to cowboy coffee over the weekend. And one of the things that always bugged me when I went camping with the family is I have a percolator that I put on the fire and it does its thing. And it, you yeah. know, perks out the, the grinds and everything. Grinds, grounds, whatever, Mary. Whatever. <laughs> grounds. There you go. It perks out the grounds. Anyways, I get done. I go pour myself a cup of coffee and I've got grounds littered in my coffee. 
and Cowboy Cowboy Kent showed us the way that cowboys used to make coffee back in the day and how he makes it today. Uh, and I'm just, it's so stupid, simple. I can't believe I didn't learn it until just now. And uh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's funny because I was talking to Chris the other day about when we go to Montana and I said, uh, do you know if those places we're staying at have uh, coffee makers? And she, and she starts talking to me about, well, I'm not sure. Did I? And then she goes, wait, you want to make cowboy coffee in Montana, don't you? I said, yep. Correct. <laughs> You're correct. I will go find the percolator and bring it. <laughs> dude, uh, in the, when I was in the Marine Corps, dude, we just used the grounds to brush our teeth. So something to think about. There you, you know, go. Give them a little scrub. So keeps everything oh uh, nice, and, nice and tidy. <laughs> oh man yeah. well yeah so welcome welcome back to uh welcome back to washington where we've solved none of the world's problems and everything is still as uh crazy as before i'm here to tell you dude i'm here to tell you that <laughs> seattle more washington as a whole but more specifically seattle is the laughing stock of the country right now seattle portland to be quite honest, like the, yeah. the middle of the country is just like, <laughs> you know, like, like literally the middle of the country is considering building their own walls. They're like, we got to keep, <laughs> we got to keep these crazy asses out of here, man. Like there's, you know, they're going to start heading our direction, especially after you posted the thing about everyone moving out of Seattle. I've seen people out in their yards building high fences. Like it was like, Oh God. And so <laughs> yeah, it's, um, we're quite the laughing stock here in Washington around the country. It's, um, it's pretty ugly, bro. It's pretty ugly. And you know what? Honestly, um, kind of weird. This might seem weird. This might sound weird. I really didn't watch. You know me. I don't really watch the news much anyway. I kind of I'll watch or I'll check in on stuff the day before we do the show. So I know what's going on so I can talk. But um, or the morning of. But um, I paid a little more attention when we were gone. Like I would hop on and see, hey, what's going on back at home? Even a more, even a far different vibe. Um, being away and watching from a distance, I was. I mean, it was just this weird, like, man, what a crap show! Like, get it together, you know. I mean, it's a little more. I, I don't know why it feels different when you're kind of here and more plugged in. Um, yeah. From a distance, you know, it's one of those things. Like, ah, I want to get home after vacation. I'm excited to get home, but I'm not excited to get home. You know, like I, I wish I was going home to Wyoming or something. Um, uh, Andrew says he's going to Portland tonight. You might have to do some skull thumping. Get after it, Drew. Get after. Hey, Drew. No. By the way, NHL, buddy. NHL. What do we got uh, tonight? Is it tonight? No, Saturday. Saturday NHL starts. So, anyway, um, yeah, from a distance, it was. I was watching. I was watching Portland a little bit in Seattle at night, kind of catching up. And I did. I just. I don't know, man. I'm I'm so in the the um, the stuff that's coming out, like on the news, the people who are being and and all that, um, and the things that are being said. I do, bro. You can't make. I like. I couldn't write this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't <laughs> write the script. It's just you know. Sometimes life um, and what's actually unfolding is just too good, man. So yeah, Hollywood would make fun of us with uh, the script. Oh, dude. Um, let's see. Ed says, was hearing about Seattle and Portland before we left Japan. Y'all are world famous. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, Rachel's sister is in um, Europe right now. And um, she's traveling around. And she said, 
we, you know, they, they talked a little bit while we were there. Um, she was like, dude, uh, the the rest of the world is, is laughing at not only, not only the U S as a whole, but Seattle. Um, she's like, she, she could hear it on planes. She speaks a little bit of German and Spanish. And, um, she's like, I could hear it on, on the trains when I'm going around Europe, like you hear Seattle pop up and, and in America and the WNBA staged their walkout the other night for the national anthem. Um, they didn't show it on TV. I, here's how I found out about it. Seriously. I didn't even know they did it. We watched the Seattle storm game because the girls, you know, my, my daughters are basketball players and they wanted to watch the game and they're big storm fans. So we watched the game. The next morning I wake up and my mother-in-law comes out and she's like, hey, what happened with the storm game last night with the national anthem? And I'm like, I don't know, because they didn't show anything. I was like, I don't know. So she's on the phone with Shelby, her daughter. That's how I found out because Shelby was on a train and people in um, Germany were basically ripping into the U.S. for being disrespectful um, and being, you know, just literally they were ripping into the WNBA players apparently on the train. Um, for having no respect for um, their country, it was it's that's how I found out about it. I found out about it through via my sister-in-law from Germany. So, yeah, you know the funny thing is, you mentioned that it wasn't all over the news. Um, I I found it by accident going through different YouTube videos. It just happened to pop up. It was real quick, like 10 second, 15 second thing, and I had to watch it a yeah. couple times just to see is that really what happened? And dude, I'm to the point now where I just, I don't mean this in an insensitive way. I don't care anymore. I, I don't care about your protests. I don't care about your kneeling. I don't care about any of it. And if you're going to continue to do that, I've got plenty of time left on this planet to go do other things that, that I just, I don't, I agree. I agree it's disrespectful. And I'm sure we're going to have some people on here on, on the video, on the podcast, they're going to say, um, you know, you know, how can you, how can you say that after everything that's been going on since May? And I just, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get it. I understand it. I know, I, I know what they're, I'm on your I know what they're trying to do, but I just, you know, and the other thing was, I don't know if you heard this, but last week, uh, a baseball player, I can't remember what team he's on. Uh, he didn't kneel. The rest of the team did, and he didn't kneel. And of course, the media, yeah, they jumped on that real quick. And I loved his answer. He's like, "I only, I only yeah. kneel to the King of Kings and Lord of yeah. Lords." And I thought, yeah. "Dude, good on yeah, him, dude. Touch that, touch that one, media." <laughs> yeah, I was, when he said, "I only kneel before God," I was like, "I was like, okay, your follow up question for that? What's your follow up question for that? Like, I'd love to see how you, <laughs> how you, uh." interact with the guy now like there's really no answer to that whether you believe in god or you don't believe in god or whatever your religious beliefs are if someone invokes their religious beliefs to explain to you why they didn't take a knee good luck with your follow-up to that and how that's gonna go um yeah I, dude i'm with you bro i um i and i hate to i hate to say this man well uh let me touch a little bit more on the WNBA thing that is really sucking for me right now because my daughters are players. They love the WNBA. They love the Seattle Storm. They were there on the championship a couple of years ago. You know, we're in the finals. Uh, hell, I got Brianna Stewart. Like, I was looking up to get Brianna Stewart to do a Zoom call with my basketball teams. And they got the power of doing a Zoom call with her. Um, and she was great answering questions and, and all this kind of stuff. And then that happens. Um, yeah, they did, Ed. Yeah, didn't they rip up Breeze not too long ago for a similar sentiment, though? Yeah. 
Um, dude, they rip, they rip up anybody, man. It's uh, NFL players in the hands insurance because of COVID. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. So, I literally Maddie came to me after that the next day, and she was like, "Are those this question verbatim quote? Are the storm bad people? Are they bad people?" And I'm like. How do you how do you address that? How do you answer that without like completely just like destroying your your daughter's you know dreams and and uh, thoughts? And I so I thought about it. I was like you know what I, I didn't answer right away and I thought about it for a while and this is the best I could come up with. I said I don't think that they're bad people. I don't. I've seen the work that Sue Bird does in the community. I've seen what, um, Brianna Stewart does in the community and and taking time out of her day to sit down and do Zoom calls with you guys and answer questions and talk to you about you and all that kind of stuff is awesome. Um, I don't think they're bad people. I think it's misguided. I think that they're trying to do what they can to inflict change or to affect change. And it's just misguided. Yeah. And so I, you know, I don't want to tell them don't watch them or, or boycott their product because I do think that they're decent people that are misguided by whatever is going on right now. But to bring that around, so, so I'm dealing with that and, um, trying to you know make them ha- you know my, my daughters are trying to figure out where they're at in the world you know and they're seeing what they're seeing right now at 14 and 11 my oldest two um and how to kind of where do they stand and what do they think is right and and you know the fact that i was in the military and we have a deep respect for you know flagging country in our house um that's not something that even like is on their radar of how they would protest you know, I don't think. Um, and, and so I, um, so that's, that's good, but uh, you know, I'm trying to do the whole thing, but I'm kind of with you, man. I've come around. I, and I hate to say this, but I don't care either. Like, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to do me, you know? And and some people are like, well, that's selfish. You should be out there trying to make the world better for other people. And I'm like, dude, I, you know, like Eddie, boy, Eddie over here, man. Um, I did say inflict change, uh, <laughs> Uncle David. Um, affect change. Um, I, you know, it's like Eddie. Like Eddie, you know, Eddie just served, you know, did his 20 years in the military. You know, I did my four years in the military during wartime and in the aftermath of 9-11. Like, there's a side of me that wants to be like, no, I've already done my part. I'm done now. You guys do what you do. And I'm going to worry about my kids and my life and, and, and worry and nice business and I'm, I'm just going to put my blinders on and cruise, you know? Um, and I, and I kind of think that I kind of feel like, and you can tell me what you think about this, man, but I feel like if I'm out there trying to live the best version of myself and, and we're raising our kids to be the best version of themselves and love everybody and be nice to everybody, no matter what, whether you agree with them or not, and just be a good person and donate your time when you can and where you can. I think that's enough, dude. I, I, in my mind, I feel like that's enough at this point um, because yeah. getting involved on the grander scale of those, those things. Yeah. Cause getting in, involved on the grander scale of those things only irritates me more and makes me not want to care and love on people. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and yeah. it, it's stressful and, 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 and I'm just, I think that there's ways that you and I, and that our kids or whatever can be difference makers in the world without being, protester on the news um it's yeah, yeah i don't know your and kids I, I making think, them good people Ed, that's how you're, 
inflict change. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ed, I, 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 that's the best thing we can do. Well, so. I think your, I think your answer, I think the way that you answered your kid on that, I think that's probably the best you could, you could possibly do in that moment because I don't think they're bad people either. I think they're just trying to get yeah. the message out there. I think there, there are people within the NBA community that are sick and tired of being discriminated against and, and having things happen. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I understand that. I mean, I don't understand what they're, I don't understand what they're going through, but I understand what they're, what they're trying to say. I just, yeah. I get, to, I get to a point where the message gets uh, so I'm trying to find the right word. I, I don't want to say may, diluted or maybe it just gets, it's mm -hmm. so much that the message is just it's noise. It's noise now. Yeah. And yeah. oh, good, good. You said Ed, and you meant Ed O'Grady, but Ed Keeley has joined us because you said Ed, and all the algorithms kicked in, and so Ed Keeley is here. Um, yeah. I mean that. I think yeah, that's how. Yeah, yeah. in his brain, I think that's how I'm feeling right now, man. Protests in it. Yeah. I just it's 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 frustrating. <sighs> Now, frustrating is not the right word. Frustrating is not the the right word. It's just I'm getting to the point now where, like you like you said, I'm just going to do what I can do. You're not going to see me in yeah. Seattle holding up signs. You're not going to see me doing all these other things. I'm going to do what I can do right now. And maybe the best thing I can do right now is to help the three kids that are in my house not grow up to be jackasses. Maybe that's the best Able. thing I can do right now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you know what, too? I'm, I'm thinking about, you remember we had Dibs on. Um, Dibs, I said your name, so at any point you should jump on. Um, uh -huh. Overshadowed by the delivery. That's a good way to put it, Ed. Um, the message is overshadowed by the delivery method. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Beller says, the Black Lives Matter movement is hard for me to support when one out of five TikTok videos I see are black people who are against it. If black people aren't supporting it, yeah, that and that's a whole other thing, and we can... We can talk about that. I, I think that's a great way to put it, Ed. Um, overshadowed by the delivery method. It's so muddled. And the other thing, too, is that – and I'll, I'll hit on two points real quick. Um, the delivery method – with the WNBA, their thing right now is the Breonna Taylor thing. Say her name, Breonna Taylor. Right. You got me. I'm on board. That woman and her boyfriend got the rawest of raw deals. Right. Um, and something needs to be done about that. Come say goodbye to me there, beautiful girl. My daughters are leaving, my older two, so they're saying hi and goodbye. I love you. I'm not you. saying hi. Hi, lady. They said hi. Hi. So, all right. I love you. I'll talk to you later, okay? All right. Bye, sweetheart. Okay. Uh, Maddie will be here in a minute. Um, yeah. All my kids. Okay. Thanks, sweetheart. I appreciate you. All right. Dad's ready to get on a roll with a topic. Bye. All right, love you, baby. Oh, Hello. bye, bye. bye Thank you. All right. Um, all my hair in my face. Um. All right. Where was I going? Okay. The Breonna Taylor thing. I'm on board. Okay, I'm on board. But when you lump Breonna Taylor and Rayshad Brooks into the same sentence, you've lost me. You know what I'm saying? Like Breonna Taylor, you didn't have a warrant. You were at the wrong damn house. You fired rounds into the house. A, a, a wonderful woman died because of it. Right. Justice needs to be served. Right. Rayshad Brooks, 
you're driving while intoxicated. You pass out in a Taco Bell drive-thru. The cops come. You fight them, beat them, steal their taser, try to inflict pain on them. You die because of it. Like those two are not the same people. And I would, I would, I would hope, I would think that Breonna Taylor would be like, hold the phone, stop yeah. putting him in the same sentence as me, please. Um, and that has nothing to do with black or white. It has to do with good people and not so good people. Right. Um, and so that's where the message gets muddled to me. I'm like. Dude, we're on board. Brandon Taylor. All right, wait, wait. Good, good, good. Yeah, George Floyd should not have died no matter what. Should not have died. That shouldn't have happened. Cool, we're on the same page. Rayshad Brooks, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You're losing me. So there's that part of that message that's um, that's absolutely killing me. Um, you know, I, and I heard someone, I don't know if I don't know if you and I heard it at the same time or, or something yeah. happened, but but it was one of those things where, you know, if, if we talk about skin color for a second, yep. White people, if we hear that somebody does something stupid and gets shot by the police. Yeah. We're like, bro, bro deserved it. Bro, bro was an idiot. You know, yeah. what, what was he thinking? Yeah. And, and, and if something is unjustified, well, yeah, that, that, that's not right. Those, those cops need to, yeah. you know, they need to stand trial. So I just, I find it, I find it funny, ha, funny, interesting, not funny. Ha ha. I find it funny, interesting that he gets put into the same sentence as Breonna Taylor. Or yeah. the same category where it's like, hold the door here. Yeah. Completely innocent in her yeah. house. Kind of breaking the law. Now, I'm not, yeah. again, doesn't deserve to die. Nobody well, deserves to die. Nobody deserves to die. You, you, you do stupid things, expect stupid results. Yeah. And it's the same thing with that. You know, and, and the thing is, is like, I think that more of, you know, they want to, they want to, they want to call it white America or comfortable America for not being on board. I think more of white America, comfortable America, middle-class America would be on board with the entire message. If those things were clear, the lines were drawn, were clear. You know, the Detroit one recently man was shot and killed in the street, black guy protests out onto the street in Detroit. This was like three, four weeks ago. Um, police brutality. Within a few hours, they released the body cam footage. The guy pulled a gun he wasn't even, they weren't even there for him. They weren't even there talking to him. He was, I mean, he wasn't even getting like, they, I mean, he wasn't even part of the whole thing. He was just a bystander, pulls the gun, aims and fires it at the police officer's face from like five feet. Thank God he's the world's worst shot completely. Oh my gosh. And then he gets shot and dies. So instead of the protesters packing up shot and being like, yep, yep, we were wrong on this one. We're going to head home. Well, you know, we'll see at the next police brutality protest. They get mad and call out the cops saying, well, the only re reason you released the video so quick was to prove to prove a point. So now we're mad because you're trying to make us look like idiots. And I'm like, Are, is there no pleasing you? Is there no pleasing you? Um, and just stop well, putting these people in the same sentence. Did you hear about, uh, and, and I, don't, I don't know the specific details, but did you hear about the, the incident in Dallas, in Dallas where um, someone was in their car? And again, see, here's the thing, dude. I don't know the skin color of the two people I'm about ready to tell you. So yeah. I have no idea what the skin color is. Purple. Purple. And I don't even know the. Well, I think it's a dude. Um, guy's in his car. He's trying to get past a protest. And he's surrounded by these protesters. One of the protesters has like an AK-47 or something. Walks around the side of the car. The person in the car pulls a gun and shoots him. I don't. Again, I don't know the color of the skin of these people. But here's the thing. If I'm surrounded by protesters and a guy with an AK-47 walks over to the driver's side, now he's not pointing it, 
but yeah. he's, he's carrying it. Yeah, there's a good chance I might pull my gun. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And it's the, the the streets are the, the because of these protests. And I don't know what I mean. I know what they're trying to accomplish. I guess, um, but what they're accomplishing is descending into anarchy. And it's going to get worse before it gets better, um, unless they find a better way to do this. Like, um, and I think too, we're talking about like, uh, where's my boy Aaron here? Aaron says we need to stop using skin color. Uh, yeah, what does he say up here? Oh yeah, spot on. Raise your kids right by teaching them to love each other, love this country, respect other opinions, and you will have continued to serve honorably. That's a great point, Aaron. And I'm, I'm reminded of what Dibs said. I said, remember, I asked Dibs. I said, hey man, well, how do we affect change on a grander level then? Um, if you feel like on the national level, like your vote doesn't count or or whatever. And, and Dibs had a great answer. He said, stop worrying about the national level and focus on what you can do locally um in you know in the political rings and whatever and i think that that honestly like in my mind that's like my goal future you know what i'm saying like how do i help the local food bank like you and i try to do how do i help um you know the local rotary in their their charities um i coach in the community okay so i can affect kids that way um and and hopefully positively um and the thing is here's the thing with you coaching, at any time do you care about the color of the of the kid's skin? Never once. Never and, once. Yeah. And I know some of us are just a little too far ahead of the curve. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something here, and it's gonna probably cause some some people's uh, foundations to shake. But you remember I read the book White Fragility. Yes, I did. Good morning, Mike. Crap. Big booty. And I've, and I've had some time to, to contemplate it. I've listened to a couple of different people uh, dissect it. And the more yeah. that I think about it, the more I think there's some there's some good stuff in there. But the majority of it, I now look at it and go, this is kind of ridiculous in the sense of most people are not like this. There are there's fringe there's fringe people out there now. Are we going to deny that there's been a history of inequality? No, I don't deny that for one second. I mean, you could just take a look yeah, at the, yeah. the inner city and the way that the inner city is, is run by politicians. You can clearly see that there is not equality. That needs to change. But to start yeah. to start shoveling it on you, to start shoveling it on me, that we're racist... No, yeah, no, that's not how this rolls. This is not not for one second. Mm-hmm. And so the more the more I've I've had a chance to kind of regurgitate that book, the more I realize yeah. that there's a couple of there's a couple of good pieces in there, but the rest of it, I'm not gonna feel guilty. I'm not gonna feel guilty for something that I'm I did not do. I will I can tell I, I will be I want to be part of the solution, but stop beating yeah. me over the head to the point where I don't care anymore. And, and it gets back to what we were talking yeah. about with the WNBA. And, and I'll, and I'll roll this into our next topic of the NBA is going to start tonight. Their little bubble experiment starts tonight. And you know that there's going to be more of this distract. I call it a distraction because I think almost everybody's on board that there has been a problem. There is a problem and we need to solve the problem. But again, they're going to, yeah make more noise tonight. You know, I think speaking of protests, I thought aside from the, I know, I know we mentioned the, the San Francisco giants pitcher who uh, didn't take any, 
I actually thought that the MLB did a pretty good job. The teams as a whole, outside of that San Francisco Giants pitcher, and I totally respect what he wanted to do, they took a knee before the national anthem with a moment of silence. Yeah. Holding like the black holding the black uh ribbon. And then and then they uh then who cares about the NBA? It says Ed Keeley word. Uh, um uh and then they stood for the national anthem in unison. And I thought that made an impact. That made an impact on me. I was like, all right, cool, man. I like, you know, I was good with that. I was, you know, I was like, you know, you showed respect for flag and country while showing, while showing, you know, a, uh, a concern for the state of equality. Um, I, and I, I, agree. I, I thought, they did a beautiful job. Agree. yeah. Um, and, and I didn't harbor, you know, and I thought in the San Francisco Giants, which was like, no, I'm not, you know, whatever has a complete right to his beliefs. And, and I didn't think, and I didn't think it was wrong. I think it was wrong one bit. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, it's, it was good to see kind of how they, I thought that they did it together, which I liked. I, it's like when the Seahawks came out a couple of years ago and everyone was taking a knee. Um, and instead they came out and linked arms and did this whole sign of unity. To me, the sign of unity is more powerful than rogue individuals doing their own thing. I absolutely agree. I was just going to say that in, in the sense of if, if you, and I'm going to speak from 30,000 feet, if you want people on board for your cause, find a way to bring more people on board. Uh, and when you do, when the M, when M, um, major league baseball did that, not only, not only yeah. are you getting regular fans like us to go, I totally agree with that. You, you, you do that and you show honor to, to the national anthem. There's two things right there. And, and when you, when you have a, when you have people that, that, well, I'm protesting, I'm making a statement. Well, if, if what you're, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain this. There's a lot of people that think that is disrespectful. There's a lot. of people. We saw that over the last four years. There's a lot of people yep. that think thinking a need during the national anthem is ultra disrespectful. Those are the same people that are totally on board with the cause with, we need to make changes. We have to make changes in society. So when you find a way to, to alienate that group who wants to fight alongside you, you might want to rethink your message because it's one thing yeah. to shock everybody. We've done that. We've collectively, and I'll say we, I mean, more like the protesters, June. I mean, most of June that shocked, that shocked people. Everybody kind of went, okay, yeah. there's something going on here. But now the goal should be, yeah. how can we get people together? How can we get conservatives and liberals, Republicans and Democrats, Christians and Muslims and men and women, how can we get everybody to be on the same page for the cause? And I think, uh, I think it's going to be easier to get out, When you walk out on the national anthem, the WNBA, you're, you're going to alienate more people. And it's, it's not yeah. fixing it. I, I think that's a, I think that's a beautiful way to put it, man. Um, the goal should not be to alienate people, and that, and and that's and that's exactly what you know. You just said it. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. Um, and so, good morning, Paul Carlson. Good to have you on here, buddy. Um, good morning, Carly, Charles. Um, good to see you guys. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, the goal is not to alienate people. It's it, it needs to be to unite and 
how do you do that? Okay, you've shock, you, you've done the shock and awe, right? Mm -hmm. I always refer to shock and awe because you know, the shock yep. and awe campaign in Iraq and I was in the military then. Um, okay, we've done the shock and awe. Now, how do we bring this full circle and bring people together to get them on board for the cause? Um, and I think the biggest roadblock in the whole thing, you just went on your, you know, your um, discussion, they're talking about how do we get, you know, liberals and conservatives, Democrats, Republicans, also, you know, um, oh, they're all the comments are popping up. Um, yeah, now they're coming <laughs> That's funny. Um, also, how do we, you know, Muslims, Christians. I think it's going to be, I think it's 100% more e or easier to get Muslims and Christians and, and uh, you know, different religions and walks of life on the same page than it is to get Democrats and Republicans. And I say this, I, I, I'll circle back to my sister-in-law right now in Europe. America is the laughing stock of the world. And I hate I guys, my, my liberal friends out there, buddy, Ed Yeah, Ed Keeley, my liberal friends. I don't know what I, and I'm not saying Ed says it, but I'm just get busting his balls a little bit. But um they always like to say, Oh, it's because of Trump. It's not. No. It's not. We were the laughing stock long before President Trump. Trump, I was watching uh, Jim Gaffigan's special last night. He's got a new special out on, on Prime. And he made a good point. He said, Trump is basically uh, just a cartoon version of what the world thinks of us already anyways. That we're arrogant, pompous, <laughs> jackasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and he's basically, you know, a caricature of that. And that's true. I, you know, I, I was in Europe in 2005 in uh scandinavian area you know in norway sooner and they thought this about us beforehand and they thought that <laughs> they thought it about our politicians they they thought about our pol our, our, pol our politicians <laughs> and how they went about things before all this you know what I'm like we expand to see the chinese parliament throwing shoes at each other and we think that's hilarious the rest of the world watches cnn and msnbc and fox sports or Fox Sports, Fox News. What they watch Fox Sports, um, Fox News to uh, to laugh at America, and it's not because of President Trump. I'm not saying he's helping it <laughs> by any means. I'm not saying he's right. helping it, but right. I'm saying it, right. it was there long before. Um, and we're not doing it. It's getting worse before it gets better. Well, this, and I'll go. The thing uh, about Trump is a symptom. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Paul. Think about this yeah. there, Weaver. You know, and I'll say this. We said this before. It's not going to get better. I don't think it's going to get better. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. It's not going to get better because okay. if if you stop and realize for a second, we are less than 100 days away from the election. If you guys want to if you guys want to show, stock up on popcorn because the next 90 plus days is going to be a crap show like we've never seen in our country. Now think about it. Up to this yeah. point in 2016, it was a lot to take in between Hillary and Trump. We haven't even touched the surface of what's going to happen between, the, between these two knuckleheads. And think about that. Either Trump is going to get reelected and we're going to continue this caricature of America or Joe Biden is going to get elected and we're going to continue this caricature of America. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to win. The American people are going to lose yeah. in November. And let me let me circle on this whole thing, dude. Trust me, Luke says Ed. I have traveled the world for the last two years. I know it's not just Trump, but Trump exemplifies. Yeah, that's just what I said. Yep. I, he just he's yep. on that part of the story now. But it's it's um, dude. I you know 
and like Ed, I've traveled the world and, and I, you know, I was in the military. I, dude, I served with seven different militaries when I was in Norway. And, you know, we're talking about soldiers and, and stuff from all these different militaries around the world. And they thought this about us long before Trump. Um, they thought they laughed at our politicians long before. And everyone just likes to point to Trump. I know he's not the greatest dude in the world. I know he's not, you know, necessarily, you know, the guy you want on the pedestal representing. But what I'm saying is, is that stop pointing to one man is the freaking problem because it's right. not one man. It's the entire damn country. That's the problem and how we do things. And it's, here's the other thing too. I'm so, oh my gosh, I'm so tired of being told like, oh, we got to get things better. We got to get things better. We can't live in the past, you know, whatever. But they want to bitch about everything that's happened in the past and, and, and all this kind of stuff, you know, about like, oh, our forefathers, we need to wash out our forefathers and, and this and that. Like, dude, if I hear one more person bitch about George Washington, if I hear one more person, and again, you know, who's, you know who the complainers are? Well, I've said this numerous times over the last few months, comfortable white women. Oh, I'm better than George because I think this, or I'm better than Thomas Jefferson because I think this, and I don't have slaves. You don't have slaves because you live in 2020. Because you live in 2020. Let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. Don't don't get on Facebook and tell me wonderful Hamilton was, and then George Washington is an asshat two days later. Because Hamilton, the play, and Lin-Manuel Miranda actually, actually promote George Washington, our forefathers, as being amazing people regardless of the fact that they have some skeletons in the closet we all have skeletons in our closet what would you have had george washington and thomas jefferson do release the slaves and go where where were they going to go you know what i'm saying like i heard something recently actually it was my my um my father-in-law the other night made a great point to me um and it was based on something that he had read the forefathers in his mind didn't necessarily ever believe that slavery was the right deal but they couldn't just all of a sudden release slaves like you couldn't just be like, oh, you're, you're, you're good. Go. Where were they going to go? But they, they wrote our constitution and our bill of rights in a way that paved the way for it to end. Eventually, you can't write the constitution and say all men are created equal without knowing that at some point that that's going to really mean all men, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. look, is it great that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson had slaves? No, it's not. But you don't tell me, sit here in 2020 and say, well, I'm better than them. 20. If you were born in the late 1700s into George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or James Madison's family, okay, you had slaves. You didn't all come out enlightened, all right, in 1776 and we're like, oh, this is bad. We need to let them go. This is That's not the way it works. It's indoctrinated. It takes time. Just because they had slaves doesn't mean they were bad people. You would not be here in this country with the pedestal you have able to watch him and bitch about George Washington if it wasn't for George Washington on the first leading the charge, leading our country to great things. Stop bitching about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and things that have happened in the past and just worry about what we can do now. I don't care about how much you are there no you're not you're sitting at home doing nothing while they were paving the path for a great country that we have today were they perfect in all ways no they were not but don't tell me how much better you were than them you're not you're not sorry i'm going i'm no, going you bring i apologize i do that once in a while you bring up great points because i was watching something the other day and uh there was a black man on there and he was talking about how here's the deal thomas jefferson when it came to being an architect for our country and being a founding father and all that, he was an amazing man. 
as a human being and owning sl owning slaves, he was garbage. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? That's that's fair. You can say that. I'll give you another point. Michael Jackson. When you say Michael Jackson, people already have opinions in their heads. You can say Michael Jackson was creepy as hell and probably did some bad things. And he was an amazing musician. Yeah. It's possible to have both of those things. Now, you know, I finally watched Hamilton last week. Yeah. I finally got a chance to watch it. And uh, I found it interesting that there's people actually out there yeah. that are getting on. Um, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. I find it interesting that people are getting Lynn on his Manuel case. Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting on his case. Cause they're like, you're, you're glorifying George Washington. You're glorifying Thomas Jefferson. And it's like, but this is history. Yeah. I'm taking some liberties to make it into a musical, but this is history. This is how our nation was founded. They weren't perfect. And I thought, man, that's a breath of fresh air to, to hear him say something like that. I mean, he was taking the criticism. He wasn't. He wasn't attacking people for for well, them saying their things. But he was saying, you know, I'll take it into consideration. However, you know, I wrote this in the early 2010s, and this is what our country was like back then. What do you want me to do? I can't. I can't change history because you don't. Because you don't like the fact he owns slaves. <laughs> Auntie Donna says. I think Manuel Miranda is an enlightened. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I think Lin Manuel Miranda is an enlightened cat, dude. Let me tell you, let me tell you why. You, I love what he said about about why it is the way it is, where it's mostly people of color playing the parts. They're telling the story of America from a present day version, right? With yeah. with, with from you know they're they're telling the story in, in a present day environment, which is beautiful. Uh, and I think that. You know, Puerto Ricans and, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, black Americans and all, you know, uh, Asian Americans telling the story of a bunch of old white dudes, right. <laughs> you know, and that, um, under our country and took it to, but it's beautiful in the sense to me, it's a metaphor of what they hoped our country would be. I, I really, I, I really believe that. It, and, um, and also, you know, he's pointed out before, like, Hey, we wouldn't have what we have now, I wouldn't have the ability to have voice and tell these stories and the story of Alexander Hamilton and all this without them paving the way. So let's give respect where respect is due, regardless if they did everything right, you know? Right. And another point that was brought to me recently was um, if we want to start talking about reparations and who really the bad people are in this whole thing, let's go back to Africa and find all the black, uh, the black tribal people that sold their own people into slavery. So what are we going to do to level the playing there? Slavery, newsflash people, was around a long time before America was founded. How do you think the freaking Colosseum was built? How do you think the period? And you all like to go visit the eight wonders of the world and talk about how wonderful they are and, and take your picture in front of them and throw your peace signs. And, hey, I visited the Great Wall. Well, if you really want to make your point. You should probably boycott all those places too, because they were built on the backs of slavery. It was around a long time before, before America was around. And you know, I'm glad that we've gotten to where we've got to. Um, thank God. But I'm not going to sit here and throw mud on George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or James Madison. All this, like, um, they were a men of their time. 
they were a men of their time. They were men of their time. Um, and, and thankfully we've progressed past that time, but also thankfully that we had those men there in that time to pave the way for better things. Oh yeah. Ed Keeley says, I think shining a light on a history that most America was never taught is a great thing. Personally, I didn't know a ton of the stuff I know now about our history. The fight is to get the truth taught, to stop with the revisionism of the winners writing the history books. And I, I can agree with that, you know, I can tell you this, yeah. this, is, this is how ignorant I am. I literally thought Alexander Hamilton was a president. Oh, you did? I did. I did. Yeah. I had no he idea. Would, he probably would have been. Right, right. I mean, he's on the $10 bill. So, I, woo, 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 coffee all over the place. Holy cow. Um, he's on the $10 bill. Uh -oh. So I, So I'm thinking to myself, well, Ben Franklin's the only person who wasn't president on money. So he must have been a president, right? I never looked it up. I never thought yeah. it. I never wanted to know his story. And then to find out he's an immigrant. I mean, I know early on a lot of people coming to America were immigrants, but he was born down in the Caribbean and he comes up to wash. Yep. Dude, he comes up to New York when he's 19 and is like running things. Yeah. Bro. Dude, uh, the guy's left <laughs> The guy's legend. Go ahead and take care of your coffee, dude. I'll talk for a second. Um, <laughs> the guy's legend, and and it's funny because I I started to read into this a little bit more. Um, the uh, initial Constitution was basically written around um, allowing him to be president at some point because <laughs> we know that as we it was because we know as we know the Constitution now it is to be a president you have to be a natural born citizen right so you have to have right. been born of America. Back then it was written, it was, I, um, you had to be a citizen at the time of the country's birth. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't this whole natural born thing, you know, now granted it didn't work out. Um, you know, he was shot and killed by Aaron Burr, um, which essentially ruined the rest of Aaron Burr's career and life. But, um, but it was kind of written around the fact that like, well, we have guys like Alexander Hamilton that aren't natural born citizens. They're immigrants here. So we're going to change the verbiage, a little verbiage to be, you know, you have to be a citizen at the time of the inception. Um, and that's changed a little bit. Um, I kind of wonder if that shouldn't be changed again, if we shouldn't go back to, especially in modern times when we have so many people coming into the, uh, into the country, you know, I mean, God forbid in 40 years, we have a you know an incredible Mexican American who came over when he was five or something like that and is doing wonderful things and would be a great presidential candidate and the only thing holding him back is the fact that the Constitution says you have to be a natural born citizen um, that might need to be changed um, in the future. But um, uh, no, let's see. Ed, Ed brings up a good point here. Ed's when I was saying I didn't know that about Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. He says North Mason High School education in the '90s, Rory. And you know what? He brings up a good point in the sense of. I would love for schools, especially middle school and high school and elementary school, but yeah. I would love schools to stick to the history and the facts. Thomas Jefferson was a president, was a founding father, and was a slave owner. Keep your commentary yeah. out of it. I don't need your commentary. Save your commentary. I want my kids to form their opinions somewhat in college or, or to hear a different opinion. My, my point is, is if I have a kid taking us history in high school, I want the teacher to teach us history. I don't want the teacher to teach us history with their own personal slant commentary. 
I don't want that. I want you to teach yeah. history like you would teach math. Here's the facts. Here's the facts of the situation. Now, if you want to have a completely different class that talks about uh, the social aspects of the Revolutionary War, completely different class. I get it. That's fine. But when it comes to history, I feel like a lot more recently is you're going to get more of a teacher's opinion and social commentary versus the actual facts. And I, that, I don't agree yeah. with that. I don't, that. That does not. No. Nope. I don't either, and it's not in my mind. You know, I went to school to be a teacher, and I—it's uh, um, uh, never—I never looked at it as it would, it would have been my job if I had if I had gone down the road of staying in that profession to inflict uh, to uh, put my opinion on them. You know what I'm saying? And right, that's not your job, um, and I don't want teachers. I, you know, you got into the profession to teach the facts to, it's not your job to, um, to raise my kids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In your beliefs. Yeah. Um, it, it's just not your job. So stay off of that. Give them the facts, allow my kids to be who they are and develop their own opinions and their own beliefs and, and ideologies based on their own heart and their own brain. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with you. Um, and when you get to college, that's a place in my mind for professors to have a little bit more of an intellectual conversation with their students to challenge their thinking and, and lead them down a road that allows them to, um, develop more of an opinion of, of what they see in front of them. Um, I, you know, I went back to college, uh, uh, you know, later in life with my VA and, um, one of, one of my great, great mentors, um, Dr. David seal, who I, I love and adore. He's retired now. He's in his seventies and him and I will go out and get beers together. Um, we've become great, great friends and he's a great mentor of mine on many levels. And he, I, I can tell you, man, that, um, even, you know, being like 30 years old when I met him, um, has probably had more of an impact in my life than just about anybody. Um, even though I was already kind of formed as a person and him and I don't agree on a lot of things on a lot of things, but we have very great in-depth conversations and his way of thinking has challenged me a lot of, and it necessarily hasn't changed my line of thinking, but it's allowed me to further develop an argument for my line of thinking or, um, or even, you know, recolor some of the page a little bit, you know what I'm saying? That, um, that is like with better information. And I, I, I just think like, like, gosh, um, I hope everybody, I hope my kids go to college and have a guy like that in their life. Yeah. It just challenges them. Um, even if it's not changing their mind, but challenges them like, okay, you believe the way you believe. And, and I may not agree with you. I'm going to challenge it. And either maybe it changes your mind or maybe it find, gives you a way to better strengthen your perspective and either right. way that's a good thing either way that's a good thing and we need more people like that you know what i'm saying we just we need more people like that in my mind and i i agree with you high school secondary government uh paid education is uh not the place for you to be inflicting an opinion on my kids whose little brains are malleable and influent you know could be influenced it's um he affected the way you think not what you think 
that's a professor's job. Hey, Ed, beautiful, man. That's beautiful, Ed O'Grady. That's um, that's exactly it. He affected how how I think, not what I think. That's a that's a great way to put it, man. And I think that's that's a job for a college professor, not high school or junior high teachers or anything like that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we're not we're not knocking high school teachers. I mean, that's a you, you got God bless you. You guys do God's work when it comes to teaching high schoolers. I think what yeah. we're, we're seeing here is, is that, you know, let's get back to if if states are having trouble meeting testing guidelines and 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 trying to raise scores and trying to educate kids, then why do we have these bullcrap classes that, you know, that's probably a class that's more in line with uh, with college. I'll give you a great example. When I was at North Mason, we had a uh, Bible as lit. Bible is literature. And I don't have a problem with that. Dr. O'Brien. Yeah. Dr. O'Brien. But the thing is, is if, if we're, if we're trying to just teach, if we're having, if, if we have, if a school district is struggling to have basic math scores higher and basic English scores higher and basic comprehension scores higher, maybe we should not have those kind of classes. Maybe those classes should be saved for higher education. I, I, I don't have a, I just, I think if we can get back to teaching, teaching kids, teaching kids and allow, allow them to have some kind of a solid foundation of facts, the best we know them, that gives them an opportunity to expand their mind when they go off to college, they go off to trade school, they just go out into the workforce. If they got those basic things for their foundation, those let the other things fall into place. I just... I just, I'm glad Ed brought that up because I think to myself, um, I should have known. I should have known that Alexander Hamilton was not a president. And it's very sad that it took a Broadway show on Disney Plus to teach me that Alexander Hamilton was not a president. Although. (laughs) Although. I'll say this. I don't know, because I went to Greatview up until seventh grade. Um, and in fifth grade, I had to know all the presidents at Greatview. I don't know what they did at Hawkins or, or at Belfort Not Elementary, bad. Sand Hill Elementary. But in fifth grade, Miss Rice's class, I had to know the states and all the capitals, and I had to know all the presidents in order up until that point. See, so I knew. That, that, um, that, I, I that's something. Knew. That's something that's good. And some people say, well, what, what the hell? Why, why would that be important as you're an adult? It's good basic knowledge to have. And in my, in my thinking process, that's good basic knowledge to have. There's no opinion there. Those are the states. Those are the presidents. Those are the capitals. Yeah. And you know, maybe that was just a different, maybe that's something she did. Uh, recently retired and, um, she was an amazing teacher. Um, I have, to this day, I, I I have memories of that classroom with her and how awesome she was. So maybe that was just her deal. I don't know. Um, but I knew that because of that. Um, and, I, and I think that's important that those kind of things um, should be something to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and if nothing else, like it's a, it's also an exercise in memory, which is important, you know, um, as far as learning facts and knowing certain facts. Um, what does Paul say? That's just a sound scaffolding of not a sound scaffolding of knowledge. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's, uh, you're such a wordsmith, Paul. <laughs> um, 
I can tell you, here's the thing. I can you know, tell you all the um, states. I can tell you all the states in our country because I was I, I had to memorize yeah. the song. And I could tell you them in alphabetical order because I had to memorize the song. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nancy, through 12 does the groundwork of the basics of math, reading, history, and writing. You can build from that with the rest. Question mark. Heresy to most educators. Facts, not feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Facts, not feelings. That's, and that's the thing. You know, the, the president thing, um, it's funny because if you would ask me now, name all the presidents in order, we'd be here all day and I wouldn't and I wouldn't get <laughs> I, I don't I don't carry that knowledge around with me anymore. But if you were somebody and say president or not a president, I could tell you yes or no. You know what I'm saying? Like uh Thanks, it's uh I know it enough, and I, I think that's important. Um let's see. What is uh, Paul? Paul Twyle says to this day, I know the capital of Florida is Tallahassee, not Disney World. Thanks, Mr. Zahn. <laughs> Paul Carlson, Mariners suck. Although Paul Carlson, yes, they suck. It's the pitching staff. The young position players have been playing their butts off. It's been exciting to watch that. Um, Ed O'Grady, I don't know. Bible's Lit did more than perhaps any other class to differentiate what was fact. The Bible is a work of literature from what we can extrapolate from the fact what the work meant time, what it means now, etc. That's a necessary intro to critical thinking. Hey, yeah, I, you know, and I, um, I took, so I minored religion at PLU, um, which it's funny if I was to go back to school now and they like, if tomorrow you're like, Hey dude, here's a hundred dollars. If you want to go back to school, I loved, uh, going to university. Um, I, it was, how how you know how things came around th full full circle on me enjoying education um, compared to high school, but um, I enjoyed the conversations, I enjoyed the learning and, and the expansion. College was for me, dude. College was for me yeah. more than like high school. Um, but um, I minored in religion. If you were told me, hey, you go back, I'd probably study religion um, as much as possible. Um, and all religions, I you know I, I took Native American literature and Islam and all kinds of stuff and. Um, and part of what we read, we did was um, early Christianity. I took a class on early Christianity. I took a class on the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament. And it was very interesting and informing to not just read the Bible as a religious, um, you know, as a religious work, but to read it with perspective of what was going on in the times historically. Um, and what the governments of the times and the, and the dictatorships quite honestly were doing um that may or may not have influenced how the bible was canonized um and that way you know whether you believe in the bible as a religious doctrine or just a work of literature or not uh it, it really added layers and depth to it as a work to understand more of what was going on in the world at the time which was uh interesting um Let's see. What do we got here? See, uh, like Matt. Matt says, Matt says just limiting teaching. I was going to say, just to consider, limiting teaching to basic facts also gets stretched to me and a number of things can't get taught. I've been told we can't teach things like investments and taxes because they are implied values within those, so they aren't just basic facts. You know, but my my thought on that, Matt, is that we yep. need more of that. That's That's something that will affect everybody after high school. Like, the, the thing is, is my kids don't know how to write a check. Now, granted, checks are slowly going the way of the dinosaur. I understand that. But there's there's no there's no basic understanding of how 
um, money works out there in the real world. And, and I, I think that is a necessary skill for, for kids. Cause it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter if you go to college or go to a trade school or go right into the workforce. Those are some skills that everybody should know. And, and, and that's not, to me, that's not college level yeah. stuff. That's, that's real life stuff. So I, I think those things should definitely be taught in there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Aaron says, Aaron says, Ed, like anything else, mind the generality. Spent a year in Saudi with their National Guard in 2017. They had a high opinion of him. I asked them why. Well, their answers were based mostly off Al Jazeera's unbiased reporting of him. They had a sincere respect for him and the and the U.S. because of our because it made us look weak. They told me this to my surprise, but I got to respect their honesty. They tended to stay away from outlets like Fox and CNN, though they were available. I would be interested to know the perspectives of the spots you visited. Good to see you here, dude. It's been too long. There you go. We're dude. If nothing else, Luke and Rory. We are a reunion of sorts. We reunite people. So you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, let's see what we got here. Ed, uh, Ed, Ed O'Grady, <laughs> Common Core sort of restricts the ability to separate our facts from things like humanities. They've integrated via the curriculum. That's Yeah, that's very true. Man. And I'm hoping to see that pendulum swing out um, back from Common Core. Um, Amy Timer, I want to create a game, Discord Debts. Okay. <laughs> All right. I see where we're going there. Um, you've really started to break out. Okay, crap. I didn't think everyone else would see this. Oh, we see it, Aaron. We see it. <laughs> um, Matt, I agree. I still teach them, but that was that has been argued as something I shouldn't because it's not just basic facts. Um, it's Luke's gerbils that are holding everybody back. Okay, I'm my gerbils are are holding them as well. So they've they've integrated the lines. Well, hey, let's let's end, yeah. let's end the oh, show man. today with something. Uh, let's let's end it with something uplifting or positive. So everybody, put on your thinking caps. What could that possibly be? Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I got, what's good out there? Everybody, I got what's good? <laughs> My wife just leaned out the window and says, "Sunshine in Washington." <laughs> yeah, Joel. Uh, oh, holy, she he, says the, the forecast for 10 days is sunshine. That's amazing. Oh, ah. <laughs> Pitt, you can come over and soak in the pool, buddy. I'll send hey, my man, kids over there. You're going to Leavenworth. Dude, It's you're going to Leavenworth. It's going to be hot as balls over there. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. It's going to be hot as balls. Russell's already said, hey, you want to go tubing? It's just going to be pouring. <laughs> Rory's gonna be pouring the beer on himself, like, dude, no, Rory, here's <laughs> some frosty beer. Yeah, um, but I'll be doing well, it hey, before 10 uh, p.m. You know, let's talk real quick on this, real quick. Let's let's talk a little sports. See who won, just for a minute, um, because Paul Carlson said Mariners suck, which is true. Um, but I would, you know what? I've been watching the last couple games. And uh, I, it's funny, my Maddie asked me the other day, like, how bad are the Mariners going to be? And I said, like, well, um, she says, what's, what's something positive? And I said, no matter what the record is at the end of the year, if you can point to the young players like Evan White and Kyle Lewis and um, Vogelbach and, 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 and Lope, uh, Tim Lopes and all that, and, they're, and they've had good years and they're showing, you know, and so far they all are. Um, the pitching has been horrible, which has cost us. Um, but – 
it's been um, exciting to watch the young players do their thing, which I, I, you know, we haven't had that in a long time, dude. There's not since you the Jack forensic days, na- they just continue to try to find. You're naming all those players, and it sounds like a foreign yeah. language to me. I have no idea who are on the Mariners anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Paul, I'm I'm Paul over Carlson. there with Paul Carlson. Yeah, I'm over there with Paul Carlson, yeah. uh, drinking a drinking a an oatmeal stout, and just like, who are the Mariners? I, I don't even know who the Mariners are anymore. Yeah, I'm just trying not to look at the score and just watch the players, man. And uh, they've been fun to watch some of the young kids. Yeah. But also, uh, the the Seahawks uh, traded for Jamal Adams this week, um, considered by most to be the best strong safety in the game. Jesse Waddles, good morning. Uh, White isn't patient enough. No, he's not yet, Charles. But man, his defense is amazing. Let's give him time at the plate. Um, yeah, the Seahawks and, and the NFL starting next week. That's good. Uh, it was two. They traded Bradley McDougald, um, two first round draft picks for really? him and a third round draft. Pick. Yeah, they traded the next two. The next two years first round draft picks. Yeah. Ooh. I don't care. Really? I don't care. Okay. The first round draft picks are always hit or miss. And we never – it's not like the Seahawks are getting number one draft picks. We're always like 26, 27. So, and at that point, it's kind of a crapshoot. And our best players have always been draft picks from like the second, third, fourth. Fifth. So, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you got to trade a couple first-round draft picks to get the best safety in the game, whatever. Get it. <laughs> I'm with Ed. Yeah. Go Edgar and Randy. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what do we got for more uplifting stuff in the world? The sunshine is out. Uh, you, Dude, I, I'm stoked for you. I've been off uh, doing my thing. You get to head off with your brother for a man's a man's weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to be out floating the river and drinking beer in Leavenworth, dude. Just, uh, you know, whatever whatever you and Russ do when you guys are together. I mean, I, I know it's drink beer. All yeah. beer. But I'm excited for you, dude. Like, I've been out doing my thing and... You hit me up last week. We're like, hey, do you care if I go to Leavenworth next weekend? I'm, what am I, your babysitter? Go, dude. So I'm excited for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too, man. We're gonna we're gonna take off tomorrow and I don't hear from you. Enjoy the weekend. Yep. And I think I've only got uh, I think we only got one client that I might need your help with. But other than that, everybody else is like, yeah, cool, sounds great. Talk to you Monday. So, um, yeah, I got that. And dude, I'm getting stoked. I'm here. I'm getting stoked because uh, if my math is correct, in three weeks. In three weeks, I'm heading to the treasure state, and uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. So I need everybody to do their social distancing part. I don't need Montana to be one of the red states for COVID-19. I need you all to do your part so I can come over there. Dude, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be great, man. I, you know, we both got some stuff coming up. I'm more excited, I think, for yours than I am mine, just because um, <laughs> before you and I got this well, before you and I got this whole thing, we've talked about this and like you, uh, you know, that was part of the, when you, whenever you bring these things together, right. Two people who do things differently, it's has the ability to go great or be a disaster. And for us, it's been a, a beautiful union, um, the way we've done things. And, um, I don't bring much to the table, but I think my work hard, play hard mentality has, uh, been, what has been good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Humble yourself there, Weaver. You don't bring anything to the table. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just, I'm in. So I, uh, well, no, but that's, there's some truth to the idea that, um, before we, when we got together and then like, I remember that first summer, I'm like, all right, dude, um, I'm going to be gone pretty much, uh, nine of the next 13 weeks. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, this is yeah, what I we remember. do, bro. We make it, we're in this business so that we can do what the hell we want when we want. And like, you slowly started to adapt that. And I'm dude, it's the more I can get you gone, the less guilty I have to feel about being <laughs> gone all the time. I, I see how this works. The more the more I can get you to go do something, the more I can feel good about doing something. Yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah. I remember you're like, so I'm going I'm like, to I'm going camping for a week, and then I'm going to Hawaii for two weeks, and then I got you know a fishing trip, and then uh, I might go hunting. And I'm like, dude, it's summer. You can't do this during the summer. We got work to do. And then I realized, oh, if you're smart about it, uh, you can make it happen. So, yeah. 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 I think that first year, didn't I do, I did 10 days in Yellowstone. I did a week uh, or eight days in Hawaii. I did like, I, we went high hunting. Well, actually did you, you went hunting with me that year though. So I got you hunting. So uh, yeah. I, I did I another fishing trip on Yakima. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like, no, you gotta weird. go. You gotta you know, go. And here's the yeah. thing we can, uh, here's how we can finish off the show today with some, some positive stuff. Um, I'm just going to, Share real quickly, uh, Mary Mayberry. I don't know if she's still watching, but she's a, a faithful, a faithful watcher of the show, and uh, she put her trust in us many, many months ago uh, to help her sell her house in Ording, and it finally yep. closed on, uh, I believe, Thursday last week, uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, we ran into another, we ran yep. into a small hiccup along the way, and so another piece of that puzzle closed yesterday and so the entire package is now completely closed and um you know there's definitely going to be a tahoma homes northwest feel good story that's going to come out of this uh because there's there's quite a bit of adventure to yeah. share in that uh but I'm so happy for mary that she was able to get that house closed and now she's moving on to the next chapter of her life and uh you know it's it's a good thing to see uh we also had um we also had a first-time homebuyers oh, close on a house two weeks ago. And again, it's a situation for them where the, the house is the house is decent, but their plans on what they want to do with yep. it is going to make it extraordinary. And that's that's exciting to see with first-time homebuyers. Um, and it's just been it's yep. been it's been good. And you know, one thing I was sharing with Christy the other day was it's 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 gratitude. Just all the closings that we've yeah. had over the past six weeks and all of the things that we've been able to do and all the things we've been able to catch up on and everything that that we've been we've been blessed with. It's there's nothing other. There's yeah. no other word I have than gratitude, gratitude that people will trust us to to do business with us. Gratitude that God is providing. Um, it just dude, yesterday I got done with everything I need to get done yesterday by five o'clock and and I just, I mm -hmm. didn't know what to do with myself. And and at one point I said, this is, so this is what gratitude feels yeah. like, where it's like, I'm, everything is falling into place right now. And it's a beautiful thing. And the, and the thing is that both you and I, we're not going to you know, sit on our butts. We've got plenty more to do. We've got more people that have reached out to us in the past two weeks that are now ready to jump on that train to put their house on the market because they're seeing how, how things are going right now. 
And again, it just, it boils down to gratitude. Yeah. People refer family to us. Uh, people reach out to us because they see, they see us do a goofy show or they see us post things. And uh, that's the only word I have is absolute gratitude. It's a good word, man. Um, I, you know, I've gone back many times, uh, with you on this and i've said this before gratitude i get to pay my bills and resolve my obligations some people aren't in a position to do that there you go paul there you go man yeah. it's i think yeah everyone hey everyone post what your thing what, what your gratitude comment is there give it give it to us if you're on um something that you're grateful for um i think that's a good way to end things I, you know i'll say about um our position um something that you and i and this isn't i'm not trying to toot our our horn it may sound like that but something that you and I, and the, and the reason why we work so well is it's never been about the money. Um, and it, it, w granted, you know, more money, more problems, and we would love more problems and, and we, you know, support our family and that kind of stuff. But I've heard multiple times, three or four times in the last couple months where we've encouraged people to not sell their house or to not buy right now. Um, and not, not a lot of agents out there would do that. And that goes into our philosophy that we're not here to just sell a house. We're here to help people um, improve their, their life and their position. And it's the feel good stories and the ability to help people. You know, I, I just was thanked a couple of weeks ago when someone, they, they were, it was like they were doing everything they could to try to list their house. And I talked them out of it because I was like, yeah, I could go sell your house for $600,000 and put a big chunk of change in our pocket. But I, I was afraid that they would be unhappy, you know, right. in a year and regret their decision and now they're they're so thankful to us for them in the opposite and I, you know when you do things like that i just think and you build your business on people trusting you to be good people and not just seeking a dollar um then it makes it makes all the success even that much sweeter you know and I, i'm grateful for that uh, um and for the fact that we can um continue to do what we do because we've built our business on a foundation of doing right by people um, and always trying to do the right thing. So um, that's, that's great stuff. Um, let's see. Charles says, I'm grateful for this life and the people that I spend parts of it with. Uh, we're grateful for you being on here, Charles. Gratitude. I retain the ability to enjoy life. Absolutely. Matt says, I'm grateful I get to rest at home post-surgery and spend time with my girls and getting healthy and that lots of loved ones have been praying for encouraging me through this. Um, yep, you've been in our thoughts and prayers, Matt, um, while you're getting through all that. And um, I'll be by later to pick up a couple oxycodone from you. Um, just kidding. Um, <laughs> and there's our drop. <laughs> my ankle. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, dude, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. And also I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, hey, like, especially with Mary's deal. Um, I, I don't know whether it's been dumb luck or uh strategy on our part. Um, but we have a great team of people around us that deals like that would not get done with just us oh, yeah. two knuckleheads at the wheel. So, yeah. um, and we're really not at the wheel. We're kind of in the back seat. Um, and, uh, we're going to the kids in the backseat that are coloring and screaming and, and, uh, you know, asking how long until we get there. Are we there yet? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, on the Mary, on the Mary deal, you know, I, you know, I'm not just saying this cause she's my wife and I have to go in and deal with her. Um, she, you know, her getting that deal done was her getting that deal done when the, uh, when the lender before said it wasn't possible 
was amazing where she stepped yeah. in and, and got it done. And then when you have people like Jen, uh, Jennifer Graden Woods and her team at Rainier, um, getting curveballs and, and, you know, sticks thrown into the spokes of their bike along the way and being like, all right, let's pump the brakes, step back, figure it out. And, you know, Rachel and, and Jennifer and her team came together and got all that done while we basically yeah. just kind of kept Mary and Mary you're on here, or you might still be on here you know, kept her calm and, and letting her know we we're going to get there. So thankful, very thankful to have those people in our lives making things happen as well. So, um, Auntie, yeah, Auntie Don, I'm so grateful that I was blessed to be born here and have the opportunities in this life and can worship freely. That's a beautiful thing. So good stuff, man. I got to, I got to rant today, um, and, and get my blood pressure up. Um, got to talk a little sports, um, yeah, dude, it's been good. I get to see your beautiful bearded face one more time before you head off to be drunk for three or four days. It's luxurious, dude. It looks great. It's luxurious. Um, as my daughters would say, flawless. Um, <laughs> so when do you I come agree. back? Yeah, you come back Sunday or Monday? Uh, come back Sunday. I'm going to say Monday. I'm going to say you're too hungover to get back on Sunday, and you'll show back <laughs> up around noon well, on Monday. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce Russell to the, uh, to the cigars that, uh, that, uh, our boy hooked us up with. No, good. Yeah. Fernando, yeah, man. So, yep. So Russell's going to enjoy one of those. And I, I've already told him, I was like, dude, this is not like one you've had before. And uh, he's like, I can't wait. No, here's, dude, here's my brother. And, and this is, this cracks me up because I've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been texting me every day for the last seven days. Seven days, six yeah. days, five days. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's take a look right now. See if I've got the one day text yet. Uh, nope, not yet, but it's coming. He's it's packing. Coming. Yeah, he's, he's packing right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. You guys are gonna have fun, and uh, I, you know, you guys uh, probably more than any other pair of brothers that I know have a, a good, you know, special relationship. I mean, you guys are in constant communication, which is very cool. So. Yeah. Um, I'm excited you're going to go have some fun and, and all that. So I can't wait to hear about it, dude. And um, maybe I'll see you next week at some point before I head off. And then I come back and you're gone again. We might not see each other until September, dude. That's just is what it is besides this. <laughs> well, so, you guys are, when, when are you guys heading? Well, we don't have to talk about it on the show right now. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, no. we're leaving on the 9th. So. The 9th, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll see you before the 9th. Yeah, yeah. I so think. Next week, maybe, we'll who knows? <laughs> the ninth is the ninth. Uh, let's see the first the second so you're leaving on a sunday week from sunday yeah. okay okay yeah. yeah right on yeah so you'll you'll basically come back and i'll be like see ya <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll wave i'll wave at you coming over the pass so very nice yeah. very nice <sighs> so all right man well um we'll wrap this thing up everyone uh auntie donna says she's grateful for the two of you in the show um so sweet so she has to say that because I'm family. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks yeah, so I much. I know. So I don't have any family on here that ever says that kind of stuff. Got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tolerating me uh, trying to get the gerbils working out here, especially at the beginning of the show. Um, oh, you want to come show everyone your muscles? No. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, anyways, hey, everyone, have a great week. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you on the other side.
Take care, you guys. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.